What's up, everybody? This is Josh from TFP Radio, and you're listening to Thanks for Participating. You are in for a very special treat, dear listeners, because today I am joined in studio by a very special guest. Please put your hands together and give a warm welcome to my wife, Sydney. Sydney and I started this podcast as fresh newlyweds in 2020. In this show, we take turns, episode by episode, diving into movies, TV shows, music, hobbies, etc. that we grew up enjoying but the other never experienced. If you have ever wished you could relive some of your favorite things over again as if for the first time, then this podcast is for you. So come along for the journey. As Sydney and I continue trying to create a marriage full of shared interests, you might just discover some of your new favorite things as well. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And just like that, we are live. Welcome back, everybody. This is Thanks for Participating. I'm Josh. And I'm Sydney. And we are your hosts. As always. <laughs> this is going to be a very interesting episode, uh, a little bit unlike any of the other episodes that we've done so far, because we are specifically talking about a very niche hobby that Sydney introduced me to earlier this year. Is it really that niche? Well, it's niche enough in the fact that I'm nervous to try to make an entire podcast episode about it. <laughs> okay, fair enough. The fact of the matter is that sometimes inwardly I am a grandma, and so we're going to be talking about cross-stitching. Okay, now that the audience hoots and hollers have died down, let's let's go ahead and let's dive into this topic. What got you initially into cross-stitching or embroidery or arts and crafts? Needlepoint. So it kind of started with my grandma and my Aunt Michelle, and it was embroidery first. I remember, oh man, I can't remember, I guess I can't remember if it was, if I saw something and I was like, ooh, that looks cool or whatever. But anyways, I wanted to learn embroidery. And I think it was Michelle, actually, that taught me. And I would go over to her house and she, we had this little pillow and it said something about stars. I don't know. I still have it at my parents' house somewhere. It was like, oh, okay, never mind. I can't remember what it said. But it was just basically a bunch of lettering. And that was how I learned to cross or embroider because that was really like simple and then as I got older, I moved away from embroidery and more towards cross-stitching. Um, I guess because the stitches are a lot easier. Like with embroidery, um, it's a lot more like freehand kind of stuff and you got to like trace it. But cross-stitch is it like you do it on the big fabric that has all the like squares and like the holes in the corner. So you all you really have to do is just make sure you've got the right color through it. I think I kind of got the idea or I don't know. I guess I got turned on to cross stitching more because my great grandma, she did a lot of needlepoint with just like a half cross stitch, so it's just one from the top left corner to the bottom right corner, and my grandma still has them displayed in her house. Um some of the works that she's done. And so I don't know. I just I'm rambling a lot on this, but like me personally, I feel like family history is like very important to my family and I feel very connected 
to my ancestors and the things that they've done. And I've been very lucky to have grandparents that have kept the memories of like their parents and their grandparents alive and have told me stories and kept like knickknacks and stuff. And I kind of feel like that was, you know, something that I could connect with like my the older generations as well as like the generations that have passed on in my family. That's awesome. How many cross-stitching projects have you done personally? (laughs) I've started a lot. I can only think of two that I finished. Oh, really? And they've both been cat-related. So (laughs) (laughs) one of them was the one that I started last year. That's the Halloween one. Right. Have you officially finished that one yet? Yeah. Well, kind of. I mean, it's basically done. The only thing I have left to do are French knots, which is a complicated embroidery stitch, and I couldn't get it to work on the cross-stitching fabric, so I just gave up, and I said, this looks cool, too. (laughs) So, I mean, I didn't do everything that's on the pattern, but I'm not really planning on finishing it and just kind of displaying it the way it is, so. Yeah, we might actually be able to display it this year because (laughs) didn't you start it with the intention to hang it up for Halloween in October of 2020? Yeah, yeah. I got really close that year, too. Like, I spent a lot of time doing it, but... Wait, did you start that one because of crabbers? No, I started it because I wasn't working at the time and I wanted something to do at home. Well, I mean, did you pick out that design because of crabbers? Um, not necessarily. More just because I love cats in general, so... Oh, gotcha. I have a minor obsession with cats. I was just asking because that design so the listeners can picture it is a black cat silhouette where um inside the silhouette is the night sky and a black tree and everything and i was just wondering because that year uh around the time that we started the podcast actually there was this black cat that we nicknamed crabbers that was always stopping by to say hello and we didn't know whose cat it was but he was so friendly and for several weeks, he was a frequent visitor, and we loved him a lot. Yeah. We haven't seen him since Christmas Eve of 2020, and it makes me really sad. Yeah. I miss that cat. He was a snuggler. Yeah. Hopefully, eventually, we'll be able to move in somewhere where pets are allowed, because we are both big animal people. The moment we move somewhere where pets are allowed, we're getting a pet. Oh, yeah. Probably multiple if we're going to be honest oh yeah at least one cat and one dog yeah for sure speaking of cats um you just recently figured out how to get the android cat easter egg working on your phone yeah i just did that today actually right and you messaged me and you're so excited you were like oh my goodness josh i have the cats like all caps you're like i have the cats and i was like what are you talking about do you remember how upset I was when I thought I couldn't get it on my phone? Right, because uh, I was telling you how on one of my Android phones in high school or something that there was this Easter egg game where you could collect these cats and you were so excited about it and we were trying to figure out how and we thought that on the newest Android, because you have the S21? Yes, which was the newest one at the time. Right, and we thought that on like Android 11 or Android 12, operating system that they had gone done away with that but apparently you figured out how to make it work yeah i had like a full-on meltdown about that like i was really upset right 
I must have just been like really tired that day or something because I like, yeah, that broke me. Yeah. Um, and I just recently uh, got a new phone as well. I have the 20 S22 now. So you messaged me and you were like, can you get it to work on yours? And so I tried it and I, it works on mine too. And so I've had fun today collecting some of these cats. And my favorite part is like trying to like come up with either funny or pun names for my cats. And so some of them I have, whenever I get a white one, I call him he who must not be tamed because <laughs> it's like Lord Voldemort. <laughs> and then I have William Shakespeare, William Shakespeare, but like, like Shakespeare. Cat Sanova, Reese Whiskerspoon, uh, Sir Isaac Mewton, like Meowton, <laughs> uh, Meow Zedong. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because the way you say cat in Chinese is just Mao. Mao. Yeah. Um, Paul McCatney and Hooked on a Feline. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I saw that. Plus a couple other ones that are just cute, like Floof, the real Floof, and Tootmeister. And <laughs> yeah, Tootmeister is cute. <laughs> no, Tookmeister. Oh, Tookmeister. 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 I don't know. I spelled it T-O-O-K, but I don't know if I want to pronounce it Took, as in Peregrine Took from like the Lord of the Rings, or Took, because Tookmeister sounds funnier. But then I also have Miss Slothful Toes. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, mine are not nearly as interesting as yours. I just have like Milo and Slushy and Oscar and Mittens and Penelope and Phantom. And then I named one after Crabbers. Yeah, those are kind of boring names. I mean, Crabbers is nice. This is why uh, I made you let me name all of your Pokemon in Pokemon Go. Yeah, that's true. Well, I, yeah, I let you name them. My personal favorite is Slater Trout. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so when we were still, like, engaged and we hadn't gotten married yet, my family took a trip down to Zions National Park, and we took Josh with us. And we, it was, like, right when COVID was happening. Like, I think it was, like, May, so, like, just, like, a couple months after the whole shutdown. And so... Zion's Canyon was like closed and the only thing you could do was Watchman's Tower which is right at the mouth of the canyon so we all went up my whole family uh went up to the top of Watchman's Tower and most of them turned back except for Yumi McKay and maybe Sam was there was Sam there I can't remember I don't think so not that time um I'm trying to think because your family took that picture of everyone except for your youngest sister Oh, yeah. And then uh, <laughs> printed it on a nice canvas and have it in your living room. And But your sister's just nowhere to be seen. Yeah. Well, she wasn't there. She like ditched us and she went to St. George with her friend. So she wasn't there to g- get in the picture. No, Sam wasn't there with us. It was just the five or the six of us. But- oh, Sam came down. Was it the next year when we went and your family from Texas also came up? Yeah. With us. And- okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyways... We're, like, on top of watch... So, you, like, get to the top, and it's nice, but you can, like, walk out and, like, look over the cliff more if you wanted. So, the rest of my family turned around and went back down, and me and my brother and Josh, like, went to the edge of the cliff, and we were kind of just, like, looking out, and it was, like, a really pretty view, and then there was this group of, like, 20-something-year-old idiots that were, like, climbing down the cliff, and the whole time... Like, I thought one of them was just going to fall off and die. 
And they're talking about this dude named Slater Trout who apparently, like, stole one of their girls. But he, they were like, oh, yeah, man, he's, like, the coolest person that's ever lived. And they wouldn't shut up about how cool he was, even though he stole one of their girlfriends. <laughs> and so... Well, when a guy like Slater Trout comes along and steals your girl, you there's just got to be an element of respect that you owe towards him. I mean, yeah, you're probably going to be upset that you no longer have a girlfriend. But ultimately, at the end of the day, you have to feel blessed that you were honored enough for Slater Trout to steal your girl. Yeah, I think they said he was like a pro surfer or something like that. Oh, mad respect. (laughs) Bow down at Slater Trout's feet. (laughs) Yeah, anyways. And then one of them almost fell off. And I thought I was going to witness one of those, you know, stories where... Ooh, it looks like that mic stand is going to like fall off. Okay, let's take a pause just a second. Okay. So here's the thing that confused me the most about Slater Trout. Like, you'd think that a guy who's, like, a professional surfer and is trying to build his career would have more of a social media presence, right? Well, after the incident, I tried Googling him and, like, looking him up, and I couldn't find anything on him except for, like, a Facebook that hadn't been updated since, like, 2008. I'm looking him up right now to see if anything's changed. I mean, I will hand it to him. Slater Trout is a pretty sick name, so... Um, wait, Slater Trout has 131,000 followers on Instagram, and he's verified. Oh, really? And he has a cowboy hat. Shut up. Yeah, apparently he's living in Maui, Hawaii now. Oh my goodness. And to think that we ran into someone who had his girl stolen by Slater Trout. We're like basically famous. Okay, I feel like this Instagram page was not very active or like didn't exist back in 2020 because I swear my... Uh, like Instagram stalking levels are like better than this. Um, I don't know, babe. I'm finding all of these posts from um back to I'm in March of 2020. Re- all I did was type in Slater Trout into Instagram, and here here he is. Maybe I was looking up S T L A or S T S L A S L A D E R instead of S L A T E R. If you misspell someone's first name. You clearly don't have as elite of social media stalking skills as you think that you do. Okay, I swear I spelled it both ways when I looked it up, but maybe I am a terrible Instagram stalker. I'm not sure if this is good or bad news, honestly. Oh my gosh, he did van life too. He did? Yeah. <laughs> Slater Trout, you. this is our invitation for you to come on our podcast. <laughs> also, just to reiterate... My wife, Sydney, is such a huge fan of yours that she named one of her fake digital cats after you. I did not. You named my glam meow after him. Okay, to rephrase and in a spirit of reiteration, my wife is such a big fan of yours that I named one of her Pokemon Go Pokemon after you. <laughs> okay, um, before we were so wildly distracted by... His shirtless cowboy hat pics on Instagram. Um, correction, you were wildly distracted by his shirtless cowboy hat Instagram. That's not my type. Sorry, I was just salivating a little bit. <laughs> you freaking weirdo. Um, well, speaking of hiking, well, okay, before I get into the hiking from this week, I'll, I'll just talk a little bit about, I, I had no introduction into cross-stitching or needlepoint specifically 
before um, this year. But when I was pretty young, my grandpa, for my birthday, gave me, or maybe it was Christmas, but he gave me a present and it was a kit for a rug where there's like the kind of like similar to what's like the fabric called that you like that has the holes in it for cross stitch. Okay. So here's the thing. I don't know how to pronounce it and I'm afraid to, cause I don't want to sound like an idiot. It's spelled A I D A. And I want to say like Aida, like the Elton John musical Aida, which is incredible by the way. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. But I kind of feel like maybe that's not how it's pronounced, and I just don't want to sound like an idiot. So, okay. Um, so I found the like pronunciation for the cloth. However, I'm really bad at a uh, like the IPA pronunciation key for English. Uh huh. I don't actually know like what those symbols mean. You know. Yeah. Does Google have like a play aloud option? Oh, maybe. But based on this. The I, it's like, uh, okay, here's my guess. My guess is that based on this, it's Aida because I think the upside down E is like a, I think it's a schwa, but it's just like an, uh, like an, kind of like an open mouth, like vowel, you know, not super focused or whatever. But then there's a comma, not a comma. There's an apostrophe right before the I. And I think that means that's the stressed syllable. So it's like Aida or, uh, and then it's a lowercase a but nothing over it. So I think that's an uh. You already uh, know way more about this than I do. So I usually just make Google say it out loud. The following pronunciation is brought to you by pronouncenames.com. Ida. 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 Yeah, I was way off. Ida cloth is an open weave, even weave fabric traditionally used for cross-stitch embroidery. This cotton fabric has a natural mesh that facilitates cross-stitch. Okay. Okay. He said Ida cloth. Yeah, but he's also British, and British people say saucepan, so I'm not sure I... Aida. 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 A cotton fabric with a natural mesh. Okay, so it was right. It is Aida. Um. Hey, babe, guess what? What? I just got a new cat. No way. Should we name it right here on the podcast? Yes. Okay. It's a little brown cat with a a red collar. Okay. Putting on my inspiration crown. And sisters be with me. May they be with you. Spirit of the eagle. Whatever. Dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> okay. From henceforth, he shall be named Lord... Shartleton. I'm not naming him that. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. It's gotta be cutesy. What about like Friedrich? I could go for that. Yeah. Okay. We'll call him Friedrich. Nice. How do you spell Friedrich? It's like Frederick, but with a Fried. Oh. <laughs> Thanks for narrowing that down for me. Okay, Google. That was the that was the one I was confused on. How do you spell Friedrich? According to Wikipedia. Frederick is a masculine Germanic given name derived from the German name Friedrich or Friedrich. From the Old High German Fridu meaning peace and Rai meaning ruler or power. It is the common form of Frederick in Norway, Finland, and Sweden. F-R-I-E-D-R-I-C-H. Okay. If you put it out as two words, then, because our last name is Rich, and so then his first name is just Fried. Fried Rich. Oh my gosh. 
Okay. Anyway, what were we talking about? Slater Trout? Maybe. I thought maybe we had moved on from him. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. You were talking about cross-stitch, and then we can figure out how to pronounce Aida. Oh, so okay. So my grandfather had gifted me this kit that included like a long rug cloth that's similar to that Aida for a cross-stitch where it's kind of the stiff fabric, but with like square grid holes in it. Yeah. But I think it's specifically for like, I don't know what it's called. Let me look it up. Are you breathing really loud on purpose? Kind of, yeah. Oh, okay. I was going to just breathe uncomfortably in the mic for a little bit. Gotcha. But then you stopped me, so now I'm not going to do that anymore. I don't know if, so like, if there's like a specific word for this style of stitching. Um, I also, it was also so long ago that I vaguely remember like how to do it. But it, like, so anyways, it, there was this long gridded stiff fabric and then a ton of different colored yarn, and then this like metal hook with a little latch on a hinge, and I you would stick the hook through one of the holes, and then it, in some way it would like you'd wrap the thread around the latch and pull it down, and it would tie a knot, and then you just tie it knot by knot by knot all along it, and it would eventually make a rug. And anyway, this rug pattern that he had given me had was all sports and it had a basketball and a big like a hoop and baseball and a baseball bat, football and everything. And it took me a long time to finish it, probably a couple of years. But then I framed the rug and then I gave it back to him for his birthday or Christmas or something. And then years later, um, he still had it like hanging up in his house. Aww. Yeah. That's cute. I think my great-grandma did something kind of similar to that, but she made, like, designs for all of the great-grandkids that she framed. And so I have a little teddy bear somewhere in my parents' house that's, like, mine, that's, like, part of the needlework that she did. But, like, later on in her life, her hands started to get arthritic, and she, like, had to stop, and I don't think she ended up doing it for... Like, a lot of the younger great-grandkids, but she, like, I need to get that from my parents because that would, actually, they probably will preserve it better until we, like, get a nice home and stuff, but I want to get that at some point and display it. Okay. Because that would be, like, really cool. My grandpa also had these uh, design, designer, like, plates printed for all of us, and he picked like a picture of us with him printed on the plate and then along the outside of the plate was some sort of like design i think mine might have had sharks or something on it and like the inner picture was like me at a junior jazz basketball game like in my jersey and anyway they were just kind of really cheesy looking but uh i i don't think my mom has like held on to those because i don't think she Liked them very much. Aw, that's kind of sad. Um, but then he also, um, one of the things that he really liked was um, like painting porcelain uh, figures. And you'd go in his basement and he'd have sh- huge, like rows of wooden shelves with all of these porcelain figures that he had collected. And then he had like a whole paint kind of studio. And sometimes he'd let you pick out 
a figure that you'd want and he'd let you paint it himself. But then he'd also, um, when we got older, he would give us stuff that he had painted himself and he would do a really good job. Like I had this um, porcelain figure of Sorcerer Mickey from Fantasia and he had painted it. Is that it? No, that's a Pop Funko figure that I bought from the mall. Okay. (laughs) Uh, The one that he made was about three times bigger than that. Like similar. This is... The other one that he gave me, like when I got my Eagle Scout. Oh, okay. So I'm I'm pointing up to my desk. Uh, I don't know where that Mickey Mouse um, porcelain figure is, but this is another one that he gave me. Um, it's an eagle where he's kind of painted like this shiny bronze and gold finish over the eagle. And then the eagle's kind of standing on a American flag that's wrapped around it. And it's super patriotic looking, but... We're going to have to like post pictures on our Instagram of these. Okay. Of like the the cat and the eagle and so people know what we're talking about. Yeah, I actually have 3 eagles on top of my desk. I look super right-wing. Uh Josh just really loves die-hard patriotic <laughs> even though I'm like not really that much of a right-wing patriotic guy. <laughs> But I have so I have the the eagle with the American flag that my grandpa gave me, and then right next to it is another eagle with its wings up in the air, and there's like two crossed uh, American flags underneath it on top of like a rocky cliff, and it says American Pride uh, underneath it. <laughs> that is very right wing. Yeah, but it's uh that one's like a wooden and stone sculpture, and then next to it is just like a like just a very solemn looking bald eagle. Standing on a couple rocks, just looking out. He has his like wings tucked down, and and that all three of those I got as a gift when I earned my Eagle Scout in Boy Scouts. Well, now um, now I feel kind of dumb because I have zero eagles. Oh, not to mention that <laughs> all three of these eagle sculptures are in front of a actual folded American flag in a frame on my desk that the Marine Corps gave me. Yeah, and that. <laughs> That flag was flown on the Capitol. <laughs> <laughs> and I think like, um, I can't remember. I, ha- I have a letter somewhere about the uh, congressman who like signed that and like sent it to me because my, I think my mom wrote and asked for a flag that had been over the Capitol. Oh yeah, you can do that. Mm-hmm. And at, at the time but- when I got that, I wanted to make a log and then take that flag with me and fly it over cool places and like ask, you know, people for permission to like either at like a camp or taking it to another state or something. And just like over, you know, significant places, like having that flag fly and then keeping a log. And then my mom was like, no, this is so special. You should never unfold it. And I was just like, oh, okay. I would be too afraid to look up who that congressman was. Probably like Rob Bishop or something. Yeah, that's disappointing. <laughs> Your mom's like old, like what, science teacher? History. History teacher that used to look up girl skirts. <laughs> yep. Anyway. Surprise, another Congress member is perf. <laughs> um, but while we're giving our listeners an audio tour of my office space, um, beside the American flag, there's a shadow box that I brought home from China um, when I was living there when I was 17. 
Um, and there's a couple figurines and like a box of incense inside and a knot that I picked up. And but like central is this parchment that I um, the host family I was staying with. Um, the mom was really into calligraphy and they had this whole wing of their house set apart so she could roll out huge kind of, you know, scrolls almost um, across the floor and then draw uh, or paint the each character so that each character was about the size of, like, your face. Um, and then she also had, like, all of these hung up on the wall. And she asked me if I knew how to write my Chinese given name. And I said, yeah. And so she prepared, like, all of this space. And it was, like, within the first 10 minutes of walking into their home, all of a sudden I'm sitting at, like, her fancy desk with like and I had never touched calligraphy paint or anything and so I started writing my name and I got halfway through the last character and I realized I didn't have enough room to finish writing the that last radical and so you can see that it's like super tiny and like anyway can I tell you a secret sure sometimes I forget how to write my Chinese name (laughs) really yeah I don't use it very often we don't even use it in my Chinese class but do, can I tell you a secret? What? I don't even think I know your Chinese name. Han Xin Yi. Xin Yi. Xin Yi. Xin Shang de Xin Yi Le de Yi. Okay, that's cool. Don't ask I... me to write it out for you. <laughs> Just kidding. I think I can do it. But when so while I was in China, I took a like a seminar kind of about calligraphy, and so and and then I bought ink and um like a calligraphy book and a couple different sizes of brushes but i've never once you never once used them <laughs> and so i have those are also like sitting over here by my desk but oh i wanted to take that calligraphy class with you oh yeah yeah maybe we can still find a way to make it work maybe if you don't transfer yeah that's right i also have um that sorcerer mickey pop funko uh next to my dinjarin mandalorian pop funko next to a stuffed camel and then behind that is my wooden pizza planet truck from the witch's carpenter cabin in, but it's a Hot Wheels. Nice. <laughs> so about cross-stitching. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we made like a list a long time ago of things that we want to introduce the other person to because we were trying to think of ideas for episodes. And I brought this up, and I could tell Josh was not enthusiastic about it at all. And, yeah, you just, you weren't excited. And I kept on pushing it because I was like, oh, it's so much fun. But I think you, like, definitely thought it was like an old grandma thing. Well, partly because I, right, we were making a list of episode ideas, and I didn't, it's like I didn't know how we could go about just, like, introducing something like that because it was something that would take a lot of like one, it's cross-stitching takes a lot of time. It's not just something that you can, you know, sit down and spend the afternoon doing together and then get like a, a comprehensive f- feeling for the activity. Hence me taking over a year to complete that cross-stitching project. Right. But also like a lot of the things that we ended up putting on our list were movies or TV shows that one of us hadn't seen yet that we wanted to watch together or places that one of us has been to, but the other one hasn't, and we want to take a trip there. And But then some of it's like hobbies, like cross-stitching, and it's like, okay, one, how are we going to actually go about introducing the other person to this? And then 
how are we actually going to make a podcast episode where we talk about cross-stitching? But here we are, we're attempting it, and we're going to see how well it works. Yeah. But like, um, so in January... I think it was like the last... Oh, wait, it was December. The last was, week of December, like right after Christmas. Right. We had a lot of time before school started, and you were... It, I guess you had just finished that cat one, and you were trying to pick out your next design that you wanted to work on. And so you're scrolling through, what was it, Etsy? Yeah. Looking at patterns that you could purchase? Yeah, there's a ton of great artists on Etsy that make amazing patterns. That's where I got the cat one. Oh, right. And I I don't remember what my motivation was at the time, but I was just like, I should pick out a design and then when we go buy thread, we can buy thread for the both of us and we can work on it together. And you can work on yours and I can work on mine. And And so I thought, I'll look up like Star Wars designs. And I ended up like finding so many awesome Star Wars cross-stitch designs with ships and droids and lightsabers and like portraits of a ton of different characters' faces and stuff. And I was just overwhelmed because I was like, I want to have all of these hanging in my house. Yeah, you found a lot of like really cool Star Wars ones. But the one that I ended up picking was this R2-D2 design where it looks kind of like he's melting and the colors are dripping down to the bottom of the image um, and it's just really cool looking yeah it is really awesome i'm like super excited for you to finish it and you're getting kind of close too yeah um and then you picked um yeah i was looking for like i was looking for a national park one like angel's landing or the grand canyon or something and I found some really cool ones, but there weren't any that were just like totally what I was looking for. But I did find a map of the subway in New York City. And you know how much I love New York City. And it's huge. It's like almost like two feet by two feet. And it's going to take me forever. But it's super awesome. Yeah. So when we, I remember going, didn't we have to go to like three or four different stores like Joann's and Hobby Lobby to try to find because they were all out of like the same colors of stitch. Yeah. And we still haven't found those colors yet. Wait, really? I thought we ended up finding them. So we found 666 because my parents had it in their embroidery collection. But there's a color for the L, not the the seven line on um the map that I'm doing that we like haven't found yet. And I think it was just like supply chain shortage. Due to the ongoing panorama. Ah. So I'm hoping that, I mean, I haven't tried to get it back yet because I've got so much other stuff that I can complete. Oh, yeah. Back from my, um, I went back through my memos and I found a list of all the colors and there's, yeah, we didn't, uh, we don't have 5,200. Oh, yeah. There were, there were a couple that we needed to get. Well, maybe we can take a trip to Hobby Lobby this week. Okay. Actually, I'd go, prefer to go to Michael's, but. Um. And then anyway, I we started working on it and I think I stayed up like all that night because I was listen I like um and I I also at the time had been wanting to get back into like podcasts and audio books because I haven't had as much time to listen to things that I like um ever since leaving my job at UPS where like when I was there I had you know 6 hours a day um, where I was just loading trucks and I could listen to whatever I want. And then 
after leaving that job. There was the one place that didn't allow you to have headphones of any sort on. And then just um, the job I'm at now, like they let you use headphones, but it's a lot more kind of like mental work that I like listening to anything is distracting. So there's a lot of podcasts and books that I really enjoy listening to that I didn't have enough time. And so I, but like when I'm at home, if I'm not doing something while listening to those things, then it's really hard for me to comprehend what I'm listening to or to focus. But if I have something that I'm doing, like doing the dishes or folding the laundry or something and I'm listening to, then then it's a lot more enjoyable. And so when we were cross-stitching, I was really surprised at how calming and relaxing it was because it was giving me a chance to not only work on something creative and productive, but at the same time, listen to a book that I had been wanting to um, tackle for a while. Yeah. I have to pee, so now's a good time to stop. Okay. I was wondering why you were like going like this to the microphone. I was the pee dance, babe. Gotcha. Have we ever recorded an episode where halfway through you didn't say I need to pee and took a break? Probably not. <laughs> okay. What were we saying? Okay. So this, well, uh, so pretty much that whole first or last week of December, I spent a lot of time working on that cross stitch and I got pretty far into the bottom half of the design. That's where I started. But then school started in January and we've been really busy with school and work and we really haven't had a lot of time to just do anything together, period. But like, but in the past couple of weeks, we've had a lot more time to just get out and go on dates and hang out and have movie nights and stuff. And we, this last weekend, we kind of just stayed home watching TV Saturday and Sunday, and we both got out our designs and were working on it. And Saturday evening, we had the idea to take our hammock and hike up Rock Canyon and set up the hammock and just kind of chill and relax. And you brought one of your books to read for school, and I brought my cross-stitch. Yeah, because I'm super behind. And honestly, that it was so just nice yeah. laying in the hammock and just hearing the the wind coming down through the canyon and the sun kind of going down across the valley. And we liked it so much that we went back to the same exact spot the next night to do it again. Fun fact, Rock Canyon is one of the most haunted trails in America. I I have hiked that trail by myself you know, a solo hike probably three to four times before I ever knew that it was super haunted. And then I looked it up and I'm so scared to like go back there farther up the trail. Yeah, there's apparently like three known spirits that haunt it. Also, I think my laptop's about to die. Oh. Plug it in. Plug it in, plug it in. Okay, we're plugged in now. Okay. Yeah, uh, hammocking in Rock Canyon was like super nice and we found this like little clearing um, this perfect, that's like in the middle, I don't want to say like a valley, but I don't know, just kind of in between all the rocks and where you can like get really good views, especially at sunset. And there's like a ton of rock climbers all around you, which is kind of fun because you get like the echoes from them climbing and whatnot. In anticipation of working on the cross stitch a lot last weekend, I had ordered the angle reflector glasses where they sit on your face and they what you're seeing is just at a 90 degree view from your the level of your eyes 
And so if you put them on just standing up, you're just looking at your feet. But like you can lay down and if you have your book, for example, you know, propped up on your chest, you can lay down and then see the book just fine without having to like deal with any neck pain from trying to keep your head up or anything. And so I'd ordered those and they were so nice to like lay in bed. And we have a TV that we a couple of months ago put in our bedroom. Yeah. And so we were watching TV and I was laying in bed and I was working on the cross stitch and I could see the cross stitch that I was working on and the TV in the same view of these glasses. And then even taking it up to the canyon. I'm sure all of the hikers that passed us on the trail thought I was something else to see me in these huge clunky goggle looking things with a cross stitch that I had taken up into the canyon. But I did hear a couple other people as they were walking by be like, oh, that's actually really genius. <laughs> yeah, they did look pretty dorky, though. Maybe I'll post a picture of me wearing those. Yeah, you probably should. Maybe the one where you've got like your eyes in the mirror reflection. Oh, yeah. I also had the headband with the light on it. And there are lenses meant to magnify that I bought just in case. And I haven't used those as much. But those make your face look really funny. They do. I can confirm that. What else do we want to say? I was just thinking that like um, going forward, it's like like I'm definitely going to keep working on the cross stitch. And after I finish that, I think I'm definitely going to start a new design because I don't know, just sitting at home working on that. I thought it's definitely a fun thing to like do together. I mean, it's not super interactive when we're working on it together, but it's just such a nice way to relax And you had even brought up like in the future when we have kids and we need like a family night to relax or when we're all like watching, you know, church on TV or something that we can have those sorts of things to work on. Yeah. I think we should take bets on how long it's going to take me to finish that map of the New York subway system. I definitely think you'll graduate college first. (laughs) You might be right. Because I think you have, what, two, three years left? At least. Yeah, two, three years. Gotcha. I could do it in two, but it's going to be rough. Cool. I'll probably do it in three. Anyway, this might end up being a little bit of a shorter episode, but that was kind of to be expected because there's not a ton that we can say on the topic of cross-stitching without uh, taking the inevitable Slater Trout detour. I hope you guys are now just as big of Slater Trout fans as we are. Are we, though? I thought we were Slater Trout haters. I don't know. I think we're somewhere in between. Like we love to hate him and hate that we love him. Is that troll or Slater Trout internet trolls? Except we don't like do anything to troll him. Or we just made like basically an entire podcast episode trolling him. Okay. (laughs) And we're putting it on the internet. That's that's fair. All because some idiots who almost fell off a cliff were talking about how much they loved him. And your brother thought it was so funny that he didn't stop bringing Slater Trout up at every opportunity for the next year. So did you. (laughs) I didn't. It was you and your brother. Oh, yeah. Maybe it was us. We have a picture of him from that trip where he looks like he's falling off, like tumbling down the side of the cliff. (laughs) And me and my sister stayed up late at night making memes of him just like falling off the side. You know, like... My grades at the end of the semester, and he's like falling off the side of the cliff, you know? We thought we were really funny. But then I was on the other end of the 
attic in the cabin trying to sleep and you two are just being so loud and I was so tired. Yeah, you did not find us as funny. No, not at that moment. But I think the next morning when you're showing me all the memes, I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, we're pretty funny people. You like to think so at least. Oh, whatever. Cool. Well, is there anything else you want to say or should we wrap it up? I think it's about time to wrap it up. Okay, let's do it. All right. You can find us on Instagram at Josh underscore is underscore rich and at dip your chicken. You can also find the podcast on Instagram at TFP underscore pod and Twitter at TFP underscore show, although we never post on there. Be sure to follow us on social media for fun promotions and surprises in the near future. If you have any feedback or episode suggestions, send us an email at participating.podcast at gmail.com. Please, please, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Our cover art is by Vaishan Brandon at Vaishan Designs on Instagram. Our music is by the talented Mitch Fry at Firefry underscore on Instagram and Mitch Fry Music on YouTube. Thank you guys for listening. We had a lot of fun recording this for you. We hope you guys have fun listening and we love you guys. <laughs> what? I I don't know. I thought like the last f- several episodes I asked like, do you want to do that same like closing? And then you're like, what? And I have to like re-explain it to you. And then you're like, oh yeah, let's do it. Oh, I forgot about that. Okay. What is it again? <laughs> Just you close out and you said like, thanks for participating. And then I say thanks for something else. But, like, if you don't like it, we don't have to do it. No, it's not that I don't like it. It's just that I keep on forgetting that it exists. Well, like, it sounds like you're about to say it. You're like, thanks for listening, everybody. We had a great time recording. And, and I'm expecting you to be like, thanks for participating. And then you're just like, we love you. And it's just kind of, like, building up. And I'm, like, so excited. And then just, like, let down. <laughs> See, I seem to be really good at that as your wife. <laughs> Crushing your dreams. Yeah, I'm just constantly in a state of disappointment whenever you're around me fair enough <laughs> that sounds I'm, me I too i feel so bad saying that because <laughs> it's not true at all okay let's do the ending. <laughs> <laughs> okay okay and mitch fry music on youtube thanks for listening you guys we love you all and we had so much fun recording this for you hope you guys had fun listening and thank you for participating And also, thanks for not being stolen away by Slater Trout. I'm afraid they will be now, since we told them our secrets. I was talking about you. You're my girl. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, I told you. Not my type. Okay, I'm hitting stop now.